0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, hello.
1: Welcome to that Mill Podcast. My name's Omar Joining me today, I have Mr. Benjamin. Hello, mate. You all right, mate?
2: How are you doing?
1: I'm good, pal. I've not done one of these for a little while. It's normally a common theme of me, I suppose, yeah. when I come on these. <laughs> it always
2: seems to be us. There, and then
1: I'm going to entice me bringing you back, mate. That's what it is. Yeah, I know, mate. You entice me in. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll just go straight into it, really. Obviously, i obviously spoke to you a bit on the weekend after Coventry as well, and we've got a group chat amongst a few of us, and I thought... I'll grab you, because I thought it'd be good to do. i also messaged this morning about it. But obviously, a lot of talk online nowadays, or obviously, last week or so, has been the Joe Edwards debate, mate, hasn't it? And it's obviously been, you know, a short spell. A lot of people criticising the manager. Obviously, results haven't been great. You can't hide from that. And it's been a, you know, kind of a tumultuous, I guess, uh, up and down, typical Millwall experience. And, you know, Sunday summed it up, didn't it? And, you know, that tweet. JP, done quite good numbers. It was, you know, middle to lead, play well and end up losing the game. But obviously, there's criticism starting to build. There's even rumours, which are purely rumours from what I, I know and see. But, you know, people say his pressure started to ramp up internally. Wouldn't surprise me if it hasn't, um if it isn't going on, or it might be, because ultimately, he's not only won, what, four games in his time with us so far, mate. But I, I guess, yeah, we'll just kick off here, mate, and say, what do you reckon so far of Joe Edwards so far, mate?
2: Well, I think... I'm trying to look at it as a whole view, right? And I get—I guess, mm-hmm. I, guess I, I haven't been in that position of looking at the league table and thinking, I've seen a lot of people say that oh, it's a free hit. I've never kind of thought it has been a free hit. And we have been just floating in between, haven't we? We, we seem to get away from the bottom three and then we get dragged back into it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to look at my kind of opinion of of Joe as a whole. And I mean that as in the manager we had previously, with Ra- obviously Rowett, Ra- being mm-hmm. very pragmatic, played a certain style. We wanted change as a fan base. I think even the players spoke about it when Edwards first coming in in terms of they felt like I needed a change. So, yeah, I'm trying to just think of where where are we going? What do we want to do? What's going to be the best for us in two, three years? Um, have results been what I expected? No. I do think there's reasons behind that which we're going to go on to. But mm-hmm. I, I think... As you said, if pressure is starting to build, I wouldn't be surprised. And there's one thing, I think, again, seeing a lot of frustration, certainly online, people's comments are around Joe Edwards' kind of post-match interviews. And they're always, well, they're very similar, right, when we get beat. But again, I think mm-hmm. that's a common theme in terms of what we're going to be talking about in a sec. So... I know a long winded answer for you there, mate, but I'd say, I'd say average, but looking to the long term, I still think we're doing the right thing in terms of change of direction.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I do agree with you. I think, I think I saw a last week and I think it might have been from Phil Clark on Twitter. I think it was Rate right, Joe Edwards out of 10 so far and a lot of people put him in the four to six category. I don't know if you caught that one, but what would you score Joe Edwards so far as in the impact or, it's hard to sum it up in one, isn't it? Because you're right, there's a lot of shift and change and style of play and everything we're moving towards and what we want to see because it feels like the club's addressing that and they think Joe's the man and I hope he is and still kind of back the manager, obviously, and, or the head coach. But, what would you give him out of 10 so far for you mate i i,
2: I would i would say six mm. and okay. I, I i was thinking could i give him my could i give him a seven but then i'm um, again it, it, i suppose it's, it's hard what are you what are you basing that mm. on without it just being results driven right which is a silly thing to say because it's, it's a results business but have we So transfer-wise, have we improved? I would say yes, in terms of the names that we've got in. They're bigger names than we've been able to attract before, Um, certainly with the two loan signings. Have we changed the style of play? Mm -hmm. I think we see elements of it, certainly, but I think, again, we'll probably come on to that in a little bit more detail. So I think if you take it all into consideration, I probably could have marked him higher, but you've got to look at the results, right? And that's the most important thing, certainly now.
1: I think that's my yeah. I, I think I probably score my five, maybe a six. The thing is, five sounds like it's unsatisfactory, and it has results haven't been great. That's the, the, are oh, you like? Okay, are you unsatisfied then? Right
2: now, I'm, I'm not. Way. I don't Remember think that. I am
1: though. I don't think I am. That's the thing. I'm not. But then you look at the numbers, and you look at the fact he's only won four games in fifteen. And this is a side that was just outside the playoffs last year, albeit you could say good run and it was nosediving towards the end. I think that was the crux of our chat on Sunday in the group chat, wasn't it? And, you know, I think that's why I wanted to do this because it is a good debate at the moment Like to see and the contrast of where fans are at with this. Because you can't deny, like you said, January window, Tanganga, Oberfamey, you know, even Mayer arriving. I'm not seeing much of him, but these are, you know, it feels like progressive and we're trying to change from what was a previous tenure under Gary Rarrett. We'll have to mention his name at some point. So I've mentioned him there, Gary Rarratt. Um But <laughs> this is, I think, what, what it boils down to for me at this point is he's not getting the results that are sufficient for us to stay up in the league. And that's what the worry is. Because, you know, he's come in as the answer for the future. I still see it. I believe him. I think he, I think I believe in the club's decision. And I think, yes, I like where we're going with this. But I've done the numbers on Twitter and I kind of post out there. I just looked at the form guides and the results since he's been with us. And I compared it other teams in the league. And you look at the numbers, and it's, I think, 16 games for us so far. Like I said, four wins, four draws, eight defeats. And you compare it to other teams in the division, it puts us 19th since he came in 6th of November, which keeps us up. It proves there is teams worse than us. But then you look at the teams that are worse than us on that. It's Rotherham. Okay, we agree. Stoke, with only two wins. Birmingham, Blackburn, and Cardiff. Now, I'd argue, I'd say three, maybe four of them, are better than us, I feel like, from what I've seen of them in, in the whole So the problem is, is then you look at us and go, are we underachieving? I think we are when you look at the numbers. But the fear is that if these teams pick up and you look at Stoke, you think they will do. You look at Blackburn, you think they will do. And we continue to play how we are now and not get results and keep being unlucky, keep blaming individual mistakes, which I know you're going to come on to because you're big on that. A lot of individual mistakes. and I know a few others are as well, but you can only hide behind that so long and you've got a 16 game period there where we're in trouble. I feel like, and, it's not. It's good to watch on the eye. I'm enjoying watching us play. I think there is a shift from the rabbit style of play, and it's coming slowly but surely. And the players are signing. The energy's there. There is a good buzz, but it's going to quickly turn if he doesn't get some results. And that's ultimately what it is. It's a results business, mate. And that's my fear.
2: Well, I think if you just talk about a turning piece, and I, I don't, we didn't want this to be negative, right? Because we wanted it to be a, just a conversation on our, on our thoughts. But I think if you're t- taking it. From Joe's appointment initially, I would have said what probably 80-20 were happy, 80 <laughs> percent in favour of it. Probably 20 happened, so 20 were a little bit skeptical. Mm. I'm seeing just daily now that's just that's shifting and shifting and shifting. And I know I would say genuinely at the minute, we <laughs> have got a real big 50-50 split almost of of, of their thoughts mm. now. Um and you are right. I always look at the league table. The form table or just the league table in general. General, and you look at the, the three, the, well, the teams that are in between us or in and around us in terms of relegation zone, and they're pretty much the same teams as you mentioned there in terms of the form table. Stoke, I'd expect them to pick up. Birmingham, new manager Tony Mowbray, a brilliant manager at this level. They're going to pick up. Blackburn again, Eustace just gone there. I would imagine they're now going to pick up, so they're going to probably start to create a gap. So then you're looking at, you've got one team in between us and the, in the relegation zone. And that is that is the concern. Again, probably just to caveat the form piece and the overall conversation, just to move it on slightly, I would say that, again, there are a lot of performances in there that are positive and are, we're trending in the right direction. Again, if we just take Sunday, for example, Joe was spot on. Chaps were spot on. We all probably saw it. For, for 55, 60 minutes, we were the better team. And it's been the same old story with us. Certainly, I would say since um, Joe's come in and probably even towards the end of the row, it's rain, that we're in games, we're competitive or we go 1-0 up, we have chances to go 2 or 3-0 up, we don't take them. And the next thing you know, as you said, a couple of bad mistakes or a number of mistakes that lead up to a goal and then... At one I mean, I just turned away. He just knew it was going to happen. We all knew it. was just, obviously, mm. we starting to get back in the game at that point. And yeah, we just don't seem to be able to get through important periods of the game. When they are. When you get a five, 10 minute spell away from home, you've got to dig in. Just don't concede at this point. Get through this. We'll get back on the ball again in a bit. And it just, yeah, the writing was on the wall. So, For me, I think there's an element of, yes, we're trending in the right direction with our performances. But as I've already said, there's a massive thing here of it's a a results based business and we're in dire need of picking up results and quickly.
1: Because that's the fear. That's it for me. Because I feel like when you're saying about and Joe was the same and everyone's the same positive performances, but individual mistakes. I'm just scared that we're getting blinded by the positives when the underlying negative for me is. We're slowly sinking, and you know, if we lose tomorrow or today at the time um, when this show goes out, and we lose Saturday, that's one point from twenty-four points available, which is not acceptable. It's not, is it? Like, it's it's, for a team like for us. I feel like we're better than a lot of teams in this division, at least the bottom third. I feel like we're somewhere. If you ask me where I'd place us, I'd want us between twelfth and eighteenth. I feel like that's. I feel like we're. But then there is positives when we look at like like I said, the last sixteen games. Four wins, four draws, but then you look at the goals scored, 16. That's clearly something we're struggling in when you compare it to other teams around us. But the goals against surprised me. Well, didn't surprise, but in comparison to other teams, where it's only 21 against and 16. But then you point out them individual mistakes, and it's like, okay, so then if you take away some of them mistakes, that, you know, some of them points turn into so some of them defeats turn into draws, or a couple of them draws turn to wins. There is room for optimism and positivity. It's just. My thing is, when on Sunday, when Joe's putting in the facts about this mistake, this mistake, this mistake, and it's like, we would have won that 1-0, and then you're like, going, was, and I enjoy it, and I agree, Joe is the answer, and I feel positive, but there's me sitting there after watching the pub on Sunday, didn't go. I, I honestly just really wasn't motivated to go, if I'm totally honest, and that's, you know, I think obviously a the tell of the last year or so with Millwall, but um, I'll still be there at Southampton, and I'm you know, booking more away games for the rest of the season, but the fear is, is, uh, and this is what my logical argument is back to you guys is Neil Water would get a result, more results than Joe Edwards in the last sixteen games, and I know that's a throwaway comment and very easy to say, but th- he's not been in a situation with Edwards, and he's got to learn on the job, and it's that's the yeah. of for it. That's the, the problem I worry about.
2: I, I, I yeah, no, I I fully do understand that. I think my argument with it has been we as a fan base <clears throat> cried for change, and we didn't want to see any more row at ball which for a long period of time was successful it was painful to watch at times certainly when you're losing or when you're not scoring a lot or whatever but it worked right so that's that's going to be my counteract that's going to be my, my argument against it is yeah fine we probably could go and get another like-minded manager or get a Neil Warnock in who's going to make us tough to beat and we're going to probably pick up more points we'll, we'll definitely be safe But is that what we wanted? Because I'd say at the time of departure with Rowett, it wasn't 90% of the fans. It would be knocking on nearly 100% of us. Mm. All went, no, it's just time to move on now. We weren't going to change direction. So that's kind of where I've been coming out from it. I do 1 million percent get the, we need to be picking up points. We need to be doing it sharpish. But I also just think, there needs to be an element of we wanted this, we wanted to change the club, wanted to change. Most important thing, because again, I, I'd imagine the club would have had the opportunities to get a Nathan Jones in or someone a bit more pragmatic, right? Would they have then faced backlash from the fans because it was too Gary Rowett, like
1: so? Yeah, and to point my thing with this, I'm not against. I'm not. I'm not Edwards out. Sorry, to, I, I'm not. I, I'm sorry for Edwards still, and I, I'm. I see what he's trying to do. We was actually a game together, weren't we, mate? And you know, we still hold on to that. It was brilliant, and that, you know, we would never have had that performance under our it never, and that gave yeah. us that spark. But it's, it's, it's like he's can he can he get results out of this side? Can he set us up to grind out? Because that's the stage we're getting to now. Do you keep? What do you do? Do you keep the faith of in the sense of keep trying to do what you're doing, or do you just really plan up now and think right? I'm gonna sit deep defensively. You, you know, at what point do you get to where you're like, oh shit. Yeah, it was, again, you
2: know? it was something that, that Stephen said in the group chat, and he mentioned about a formation change. And he said, Well, we actually we we we're kind of still doing what we've done without and played three, five, two or mm-hmm. five, three, two. So has it changed that much? Yeah, the style's changed in a sense of we're far more on the front foot without the ball, I think, in terms of the press in, you can can actually see now patterns of play against something we all moaned about under route at times we didn't really know what we were trying to do going forward. I think that's clearer now with Edwards. <clears throat> but when the thing that keeps sticking out to me is after all these results and they're they're so similar, right? We we, we spoke about it before we come on 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 the live. It's we, we're in games we're dominating games or we're ahead in the game and then we 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 can't hold on to it, Rau, uh, Edwards keeps saying about the mentality of the players, or bad mistakes, or yeah, wrong decisions, whatever it is. So, I, for me, there's such a common theme with all with all what's been happening recently. I'm just there needs to be a time where we go: Are these players good enough? Because we're not doing the simple things, we're not doing the right things at the right time. Again, we use Sunday just as an example. For the first goal, it's a stonewall penalty, but Tanganga hasn't played a lot of football. was it, his third game in mm-hmm. two years or 18 months or whatever? I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's an excuse, but it's a penalty. Is it avoidable? Probably. We let him get into the box too easily. The second goal, how Coops hasn't brought down Callum O'Hare. I just will never know. He's just let him skip past him and let him run at our defence. And then obviously, Sarkis the has thrown in. And it's how many times and how many games... We need to go through where we just say, Yeah, an individual error has cost us there, bad mistakes cost us there, the wrong decisions cost us there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be probably a bit diplomatic with all this. And yeah, say it's trending in the right direction, but individual errors are, mis- are costing us. I think I'd much rather be pointing the fingers back at the players here rather than Edwards.
1: Is the mistakes something that it's because of, I think it's something we said saw Sunday, Is the mistake are the mistakes happening more frequently? It feels like they are, right? That it feels like mistakes are happening a bit more frequently under Edwards compared to under Rowett. So is that something because the instructions are starting to change and players are being asked to do things they're not comfortable doing? Because we know we talk about how this, we, I said it at the start, all along with Edwards, I just hope he doesn't reinvent the wheel. And I don't think he is. I think it's well, slow think changes. It. Is some of the mistakes? I think Sunday maybe is a bad example, but then I feel like in the build-up to the mistake, we gave the ball away cheaply, and that's something we probably wouldn't do under rack because we probably launch it long or we'll kind of you know try and you know get away from that with the penalties. And in, in that case, an example. So is there maybe an element of players being put in positions and situations because we're trying to do what Edwards wants them to do, but maybe they're not up to the scratch with it? Because that's what I feel like was the mistakes. Everyone's blaming the players and say it's their fault, but is. I don't think all of it is the players' faults or all these mistakes. Sometimes it's you look at Saka; he's let that one in on Sunday, and that's yeah, that's Saka's fault. But in the build up, everyone's saying McNamara's not there in the right position. But then I'd argue McNamara's not a wing back, and I know he's not a wing back. I love Danny Mac. Danny Mac's not a right wing back. He's not up and down the pitch. He's got legs.
2: I thought Danny Mac was brilliant Sunday, I so I. So one one I, but so nice, So One of his better games in a long
1: time. And um, with that, and there's like, you see, like, everyone's criticizing, saying, why is he so far up the field? But he's playing right wing back. It's a different position for him. He's filling for Norton Cuffy. Injuries well, dictate that. I guess what
2: it. it goes into yeah. You can't have it both ways, right? Because it, we were, we were good for sixty minutes. Because uh, I'd I'd argue because Danny Mack and Joe Bryan were getting good positions high up the mm. pitch. You can't then get in those positions and expect Danny Mack to be making tackles on the edge of our box when they're breaking. Like it
1: yeah. needs to. Be, but I, I mean, what back to my question is: are mistakes happening because of instructions? Maybe how we're trying to play now. That's why I don't know. Is
2: right? That... because I I, yeah, I look at. Again, you go QPR right, and I'm just trying to think of a different game away from Sunday. Joe Bryan not stopping that cross for the first goal isn't because Joe Edwards is telling him not to press or stop the cross because why would he Why would he tell him to do that? I'm just trying to think of other little incidents like that. Yeah,
1: the,
2: the, the penalty against Huddersfield, Sav's fucking stuck. Well, mm. he knows what he's doing, Sav. Right, it, Joe Edwards isn't telling him to try and catch the ball in the 18 yard box. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It, it, there's things like that where I'm going. It's just bad decision making. I don't think it's because of the way we're playing. With with we're making those mistakes or the changing style or what Joe's trying to get us to do is that we're making those mistakes again. The second goal takes Sarkic's error. Coops isn't it? Isn't it as an experienced centre half? Is going to get at this level? How? Why is he not bringing Canamo O'Hare down? We've just conceded to go one mm. all again. Mm. You want your senior players at that point to go, lads, five minutes here, let's keep it tight. Let's make sure we don't go 2-1 down quickly. What's happened? We go 2-1 down quickly. It's game over.
1: Yeah. I think with some of them, What my point is, the individual mistakes are, are unforgivable, some of them. But I feel like it's sequential that they get to that position, maybe because of the set-up changes or something that they're doing, something slightly different. I think, you know, ultimately, you're right. And everyone's right to blame the players. Like It feels like with Edwards, though, I'm worried that if he keeps criticising the players, you know, is is you want to get the players to keep them on side. And I think they buy into what he wants to do. I mean, you know, seeing Fleming, I feel like, he's starting to find new lease of life the last few games. And there's positives yeah, it's, there. It's, you, you mentioned the positive, Roman SA, is, of course, scoring on Sunday. And I know we're not talking necessarily about the game per se, but there is positives that are starting to brew. And I thought Epifemi was quite a smart addition. I like Tanganga and I think he'll come good. I, I'm I, If you ask me if we we're going to stay up this year, I'd say I'm 75% sure we will stay up. That that that's where I feel at the moment. I feel, but that's more on gut and watching the eye test instead of actually the facts behind it. Where you look at the the stats, you look at the yeah, heart. a little bit. But then there is the positives, like you say, and you're right to say, and it's Edwards is too. But then it's, it's edwards's job to try and convert a 60 minute performance into a 90 minute performance. And that's that's where I start to turn around I mean, and go, what's going on going there? Back
2: into your first question, it's probably quite a good one do we keep getting to that half-time or 60-minute mark and we run out of steam? Because we're playing in this more front-footed, aggressive way, pressing, and we, we nullified them so much, really. And even in the first five, ten minutes of the second half, because we pressed... As soon as they kicked off in the second half, like, we were in their face. I put we're it at. in the... And I was like, we're, we're, mm. we're at it here. Mm. And then it's like... They slowly started to get back into it. I think they even put the infographic up of, like, the territory and it started mm. to go... 30% down our end and, and I was starting to go, they're getting it a foothold here. But again, is that is that just game management? Is that is that game management from the manager's side or is it the players on the pitch that need to understand where we are and what time of the game we are at for them to manage it better? As I say, I'm just using the Coops one again because it's Sunday and it's fresh, but you want, you've just gone one-all, you're away from home, bring the player down on the halfway line or in between the halfway line and the, and the box where it was, just kill the game for 30 seconds. That's reset. Edward said yeah. that we obviously the goal come from us being high up the pitch. We take the fouls, bad decision making. So,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. But I think that's why you also brought Savile on, on on Sunday for a bit of game management. Because you know, a lot of people are saying honeymoon to the answer now. And I, I'm edging that way a little bit. I love Savile, I've always, you know, you always have that place for me, like, but. I think the game management was missing from someone like Savile in the midfield, but then also at the same time, Honeyman and De brought a lot more legs in there. So, yeah, you, you maybe you're right. Maybe it does need a bit more game management and that's maybe the leadership is missing or, you know, no Hutch in there, no Leonard. Yeah, that's something you've spoken
2: about for a long time, isn't it? we have spoken about it when Hutch isn't playing, Coops is captain. There's been a long debate, should Coops be captain? Mm-hmm. We do seem to lack, like, and I don't, Fleming's, Fleming's Dutch, Caspers from Belgium. Are they going to be the most sort of... Mm-hmm vocal on the pitch or demanding players around I, I, i'm not saying because they're dutch or but but do you know what i mean like yeah. I, I i feel like we do miss a bit of a a presence in there and we, we miss someone again you go through that whole team i wouldn't say we've really got all on loan essays are young lads fleming as i've just said i'd say i'll probably most senior player and i'm only really saying this because i think i think he captain southern dandhole is, is honeyman
1: yeah true True. I thought it was questionable taking him off on Sunday, personally, but it may be Randy's horse or, you know, Rani's... Yeah,
2: Randy's- again, I mean, Edwards talks a lot about managing minutes, doesn't he? And I think, again...
1: Maybe one eye on Wednesday?
2: Yeah, I think he's going to start Wednesday. I- Ipswich are a good side. They're probably going to have a lot of the ball. He's going to want, again, probably have his most mobile midfield comp- combative, is that word? Combative midfield? Um, if it's not, I've made it up. Um, You've said it now. It's done now. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to want his most dynamic midfield, I'd say. I don't think it's a Savile game Wednesday night. I think we could get overrun just from a leg's point of view. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe he was managing minutes, but then again, we'll probably go back to and lean towards your argument of is that good management? You've got to get your points on the board in the here and now.
1: So, this is the fear. Because I think he is the, like I said, long term. I still- Picture
0: the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You'll believe it.
1: But then if we go League One, mate, we don't even I don't even want to explore that. But, you know, okay, as a fan, I might get a few more away days that I can enjoy and go to new places, right? But as a club, and when they're trying to invest a bit of money in training ground and all that sort of stuff, I can see a world if we go down, that stuff starts to scupper and go straight away, mate. Do you know what I mean? On a, on a club point of view, that's the fear, isn't it? And I think that's what I fear. And I think a lot of middle fans that are maybe starting to teeter on the edge with Edwards, albeit only 16 games in, and he's a new young coach. That's the fear isn't it league one is looming mate and that, that's the problem you've got isn't it because league one's not easy to get out of. we've made it easy the last couple of times we've gone down there but i assure you this that's not you know it's not a guarantee is it no it's,
2: it's, it's not and it's more now because the sort of players that we've been signing they're not going to hang around mm. You're not going to see Casper Donohue playing in League One, believe me. You're not going to see Fleming playing in League One. I don't think. Well, the way Kevin Nisbet's been playing. He's probably. There's a bit. there has been a lot of players that aren't wouldn't want to do it now. You can argue again on, on on the flip side. We've probably got. Well, we've gone through it a million times on the show that we've got a lot of players that are still from our time in League One. So,
1: mm. yeah,
2: look, it, 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 it's not even worth thinking about in terms of what could happen. We need to sort it out. We need to sort it out now. I would still be in the camp of if if the unthinkable did happen, I would back Edwards to try. And I
1: it. think, to be and fair. I,
2: at that point you've just got to say we are taking this in a general direction and almost look at an Ipswich and say, look, mm. we're changing what we're doing. We're changing our recruitment. I know they had money, right, and and they had mm. a lot of investment, which we, we may not get. But mm. that, that,
1: that's that, the that doomsday, be, isn't it? A doomsday scenario. I think you're right to
2: still yeah, back him cool. as well. Yeah, that is doomsday. That is worst case. I don't, again, I'm with you, mate.
1: I I don't think we will. Um,
2: Yeah, I don't think we will.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, then League One could be an opening to getting all these kids in that play in the quarterfinal of the FA Youth Cup against Chelsea next week, do you know what I mean? Or, you know, the 23s, that side that won the 23s regional division last year. I, I don't know. I'm not i am not thinking of League One, but it's, it's a scary prospect. I think that's what the, the fear is amongst fans and I think that's why the criticism starting to come in because performances have been better and more enjoyable to watch as opposed to the previous tenure, but you know, results ultimately is the underlying thing. And that's my angle with this, because I I I back Edwards. But what is it about Edwards that gets you so excited still? And I I think for me as well, it's that whole young Brit English manager with a you know a good pedigree through academy football. My argument then is because I feel like everyone's saying Edwards is still the answer. and The people that are pro-Edwards are mantling their their, their thing to the wall saying Edwards is the answer. He's a young coach. He's hungry. I could fit about 10 other young British coaches into that same mould. So what makes it so sure for you is a question to you. Why is Edwards that answer? Because you've got Manning at um, Bristol City. That's the same mould. Steve Cooper was the same mould when he went to Nottingham Forest. All these young coaches are out there. But then my argument to these people is like, I think the reason why they're so pro-Edwards and like I'm still pro-Edwards but I think the reason why people like you yourself are so pro-Edwards is because it's such a change from Rowett but there's nothing that Edwards has done for me that's so distinguishable compared to these other young managers out there that you know are in this niche environment of category of saying young English coach bit of experience to try and prove their name I think it's just because for us we went from Rowett to this it's like it's exciting and I agree but what is it about Edwards that makes it so certain for you is my question to you well
2: yeah I suppose on a personal level you, you you don't know right we could probably go and get another young up-and-coming coach but I, I feel like is another change the best thing to do no one knew of joe but just to be honest no one had heard of him before mm-hmm. he, well the day before it pretty much got announced He just he was in the running we saw the daily mail article didn't we and that, and that was it but i think again we, we spoke prior to coming live didn't we man and there was just a few stats that i be keen to go through just to prove that we are in the right direction. But I still think he is the right man for the job. Only Leicester and Saints have scored the first goal in a game more than us. They're first and second in the league.
1: Great start. I love that.
2: So again, is that I? I mean, you can look at that one or two ways, right? And you can take it with with, with both lenses. I guess in this argument, you can say, "Well, that 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 is great." But then is it bad management because we're not holding on to those results? Because similar to that, we've also got the worst record in the league when going in front first. Right? Percent, and we, yeah. we've dropped the most points. So mm. I think with all of this, I think that's why it's such an interesting argument that there is both sides of it. And that's why I think the common denominator in this is this, is, this hasn't spanned over just Edwards. This is Rowett and Edwards as well. And that's the common denominator here is, is the players. Until, for me, Edwards can have... Until it's an Edward squad, and you can say say more than half the team of his, he's brought them in. I'm not willing. I, I'm not going to say to him or say that it's his fault we're not getting results or whatever. Again, I do understand the argument of the buck stops with the manager. I do get it. It's, he needs to find a way to get results with these players, but he's got three in there that he signed, right?
1: That's true. Yeah, and that's uh, and I think they're great stats, and it's a good point now because I think on the rabbit the common thing for me in games I felt like would be two one down or two nil down, and then last twenty minutes we have a go, and then people be walking out going, "Oh, we had a go at the end there," we you know yeah, well, another day. And why did we do that from the game? Whereas now it's like, oh, look, we we're fast at the blocks and then we can't hold on to it. And now it's like, why can't we hold on? And it's like trying to find the best of both worlds. Because I think of many occasions on the right where I felt like everyone's going, oh, we had to go last 20. I'd be like, yeah, we did. Because the other team's sitting deep and defending it and seeing it out, mate. Do you know what I mean? Whereas we're chasing the game. Whereas yeah. with Edwards, we do go for it from the start. I think he's trying to execute that over the course of 90 minutes and trying to find the fine balance. And that's what gets me really excited about Edwards when you compare it to them sort of stats. That's what gets me kind of thinking, yeah, he's the answer. And I, the reason why I pose that question to you is because he has been, I, I should have hauled him into that same category of the Steve Coopers that, you know, that went into to Swansea initially and it was a bit unproven. But then this is, he's learning on the job and that's, that's the trouble you get with this scenario. Does where...
2: that concern you?
1: Is there, is yeah, there any
2: it... doubt in the back of your mind or might be more prominent than that, but does it concern you?
1: It's doubt because he's learning on the job. and But then this is what we're doing now, because for me to attract a, a someone like Edwards, you know, and, I, I, you know, this is it. Like, you've got someone that was under 20s head coach for England and obviously was quite highly thought of Chelsea and the an academy setup, and went through all the age groups. To attract someone like that, you've got to back him and stick with him. And that's what we've got to do. And that, But the fear is, like, you know, he's not been in these situations previously. He's got Andy Myers, assistant manager and Adam Barrett there as well. How many times have they all been in these scenarios? Adam Barrett might be probably actually good use here in this scenario because he's been here with Millwall for five, six, seven years or however long it is now. But then you look at Edwards and Myers and you're like, in the first team environment as coaches and as head coaches, have you been in this position before where you're going to have 15,000 Millwall fans on Saturday for we lose Sheffield Wednesday? saying all sorts they are and, and literally, you know, demanding you get this right because that's what it's going to come down to, but we know this is all fads, mate. On Saturday, Sheffield Wednesday is a huge game.
2: Huge yeah, I mean, game. I, mean, I mean, we're bypassing the results tomorrow like we already
1: know to foregone. Clues. This is it, but Saturday's the big one, isn't it? Because, yeah, Saturday, we've got Ipswich coming and we'll see, Saturday's, but, you if know, we don't you know
2: what it's Saturday, like. I, feel, I do fear the worst then because that gap's closing and it's not only that, mate, I always look, I try and look at our block of results, uh, block of games, correct, and after that, we've got Southampton. So, I mean, <laughs> <we've got three laughs> going down there, but
1: yeah, you've and, got one of the form teams in the league, Southampton. Do you know what I mean?
2: And, 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 unless, unless we get on the pitch and call the game off, I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm that's, that's that's what I'm hanging on to at the minute. So, um, after
1: that, you've got another crunch game against Birmingham, you know, after we play Blackburn. I mean, we have got Watford as well we, at home.
2: We said at the top of the call, well, sorry, during the call that. New Mm. manager, Tony Robbett. I mean, they're going to be
1: tough now. That's not an easy game. Yeah. So, ironically, I think towards the end of the season, our our fixtures are in our favour if it's in our hands. Like Plymouth at home, Swansea away. Swansea might have nothing to play for last game of the season. You know, Huddersfield away is in there and Cardiff at home. You know, it's it's a home for we need to get back, isn't it? And I feel, that this is what I feel for Edwards because injuries have cost us, I feel, again. And it's easy to blame injuries. You blame individual mistakes. I think of injuries that come to mind. Hutchinson scoring the winner getting injured at Bristol City. Leonard playing three unbelievable games when we won three on the bounce and then getting injured in the cup game against Leicester. Do you know what I mean? And this is yeah. what I feel for Edwards. But then also with that is, that's, you know, the amount of injuries building up is it's also on the club and it's also on the manager, you know, to manage that, isn't it? So that's where it's like... You can't, everyone goes through the same problems as we do in the throughout the league season. It's just how you deal with it, right? It's
2: the, the one thing I say with all that that does concern me is there's all of that that's come, that comes into one. We look at the stats of us going in the lead, worst record from that position, first goal. Do you know what I mean? All these things are oh, positive mm-hmm. for 60 minutes, but we're, but we're losing. Oh, but we're having loads of injuries as well. So all those things, when you mm-hmm. start to right together, that to me, just, I don't even want to say it, but that, do you know what I mean? If you look at a team that, that is struggling, all that, all that, all those things are happening to us. We aren't, we aren't getting a bit of luck as well. But, yeah, it, it the, it's something that me and my dad do every year with us. We've done it even when we were near the playoffs in the last few years. We always look at our sort of last five, ten games. Mm-hmm. We always do it. And I will say, yeah, if we are where we, where we probably think we're going to be and it is in our hands still, those fixtures are favourable. But, again they're all going to be down there scrapping for their lives. You, that, that's as big a game as it's going to get, mm. right? One mm. thing I would like to pose back to you as well, and it's something, again, that me and my old man speak about quite a lot, is with Go Rout in charge, our mm-hmm. waveform was transformed. It was excellent. Yeah. Like, I always thought, no matter how negative it was perceived or how bad the football was at times, we always had a chance away from home of getting a result or, or winning. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now going into games with members in charge? Did you expect us to get a result yesterday at uh, Sunday? Sorry, for example,
1: not really. No, I didn't. I, only because Coventry are on the up. It feels like, and you know, they've they've put some serious money behind. Had you write, what Was he like a nine million euros or nine million pounds signing? Wasn't he? I'm pretty sure last summer. Yeah, like, yeah. So like you know, there's there's some serious money there, and that's what you're competing against, which is also the underlying tone of you know, being Millwall in this division because we've not got parachute money. We've not got players leaving for 15 mil every season. So that that's the challenge. But, you know, that's that's what... I, I don't know. Under Edwards, do I feel less confident in away games? Well, we're struggling in our away games. Well, is it Sheffield Wednesday? And then, was that the only win away from home? I'm pretty sure we beat Norwich at home. I've got the results in front of me, actually, so I should triple check this. Um, but, you know, th- this, is the, this is the fear, isn't it, mate? Because you've got Norwich, we won at home. QPR, we won at home. Um, and then we beat Sheffield Wednesday away, and then Bristol City away. It's, 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 this, this is, this is what, it's the hard part, because them wins feel so long, away, long ago, because they've been over a stretch of form. The fear is, like, where do you see the next win coming from? And it's, it's hopefully Saturday. <laughs> well, well,
2: again, we, we're kind of bypassing tomorrow night, like, it's, it's, I, it's, yeah.
1: We will give them a game. We'll give them a game, but then I also went to Portland Road earlier this year and saw us be three or down at half-time. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's was- out of sorts at the moment and that their form has been questionable, well, right? But we, we, we say that, mate. I was just
2: about to, to argue it and say i watched the goals against Preston. I remember K- Kieran McKenna went nuts and they're both offside and they're just two horrendous decisions. So that result yeah. that was, that was a bit of a false one. Who did they play Saturday? I didn't even see. How did they get on?
1: Um, I'll tell you right now, actually. One second. They drew two at home to West Brom on Saturday.
2: I mean, West Brom have improved as well, haven't they? Like, sort of... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, mm. it's game, yeah, it's a tough game, mate. It's a tough um And I think it's more of a case of the crowd as well at the minute. We're not all pulling mm. in the right direction like we probably were. Yeah. Even six weeks ago. If we go 1-0 down early, it's going to turn. It's going to turn. It's going to be edgy. We've already... Uh, something that we spoke about was our performances actually when we do go behind we don't seem to have the character in the squad to be able to pull results back in our favour
1: so yeah ominous tomorrow that's all I'll say <laughs> one last question I want to pose you actually because you we mentioned the crowd element we mentioned it then we mentioned the fans being excited about Edwards when he first came in 90 percent you or you, oh, you ate 80 percent and now it's, you, you think it's close to 50 50 so then my question is is um, obviously, results have changed that perspective. And obviously, a lot of these post match interviews, a lot of people criticising the same things and all this sort of stuff. But then I think back to, you know, it's in terrible compared Edwards to this man, but I apologise. Ian Holloway, when he came in, right? And he's like trying to change the way we play, trying to sign different types of players. He ended up signing a lot of journeyman players and it just didn't work out. And Holloway's relationship with Mill fans is well, documented nowadays anyway. But I, I think about that. Even Steve Lomas, when he came in, was trying to change it. And then, you know, ultimately, we went back to Harris under Holloway. Then Route came in, which was a succession plan to Harris. And it worked initially. And it did, by and large, every four seasons with us. And now we're shifting to trying to change the style of play again, which we all want. And I still want it now. I'm excited and enjoying it. But then what I'm, one thing I will say about the fan element then is, is it there's still is there still that element because we're an old school football club i feel like and we're, we're, we've got our roots deep nailed in and i say it sometimes 4-4-2 two wingers two strikers have a go right and i yeah. still it to an extent now but you can probably put a modern take on that i hope we can but it's it is this whole modern way of playing now trying to play from the back that is the criticism isn't it from middle fans and that's what you know that's you're never gonna get over that unless you're winning every week you know what i mean like and once you start to lose your games You've got to back yourself to keep going, or you've got to change it, right? That's that's the that's the, that's the heart love hate relationship with Middle fans and modern football, I suppose.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And the worrying thing with me with that stat is we go through cycles all the time. Mm. We go through the cycles all the time. And again, certainly me and my old man speak about all the time with it. We go through those managers, what happens after that? And it's we 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 just do that. That is our cycle. Um mm. That, that that's the thing that concerns me, because it does have an element of that. I don't want to go full yes in Holloway because, yeah, you can draw similarities to it, and you can. But just going back to like the the, the the fan thing. I mean, yeah, I, I my my favourite manager. i probably one of our most successful in terms of my life. so I mean, Kenny Jack, was exactly mm-hmm. that right four four two wingers get it in the box, mm-hmm. and we are deep-rooted towards that. But football's changed. Football's moved on, as you said. Mm-hmm. We can't be left behind and just want to play like that because that's what we've known for 100 years or whatever. Do you know what I mean? We, we can't just do that. Football has changed. But I think there also needs to be an element of knowing what we have in the squads, knowing what they can achieve, Edwards, when he came in, he said he was, he, he'd, was. I remember in his first interview that he'd, he'd mentioned having watched a lot of our games, obviously had to do a presentation on the players, and he said he thought there was enough in there for him to come in and change the style somewhat, or we could get out more from, to so get more from us from a technical perspective. So,
1: he clearly do you does. Do think that. he sees that now? Do you think he still believes that now? <sighs> when he comes out and criticises the players after every game, because you're right to pick well, that he- up. That's a snap, snap bite. That I remember exactly word, word him saying. Do you think he yeah. still thinks that now?
2: No, I, I, I don't because he, he, he can't because it's, it's a catalogue of errors, right, all the time. Um, I don't. It's not one or two bits here and there, and it's just. Mm. I, I do. I mean, you can tell from his interviews now. He, the frustration. He, he spoke about it after the game Sunday. He said the, the, the players in there. There's frustration. There's anger. There's disappointment. Mm. And you can almost see that from how he's talking about the games because he can. Again, like all of us, you can see the good things we it, are doing.
1: Yeah, but then we're not switching it off. I think even watching the Sky cameras when they zoom in on during the like the reactions and stuff, and you see his frustration. Yeah. But then I think if you're call me a cynic because you hear stories of this when you listen to good podcasts like Under the Caution stuff, where players go on ex players and stuff and talk. You look at Joe Edwards complaining about all these mistakes they're making, where they could turn around from and go, What career did you have in football, mate, as a footballer? Do you know what I mean? That he's and he's coming criticized. And I'm not saying the players think this, but I'm just posing an argument in there that somebody's playing. Yeah. When they're watching this, Jake Cooper's then going to sit around to him going, go, Well, look, i play 400 games in the championship or whatever. I'm not saying that's what they say and what so happens, but my point is the players might be thinking the that. They do like, that, right? I'm not saying our players play, are doing it. No, do it. But, but you see, it's well documented over time. And that's, so this is, you see his reaction. And obviously, they know he knows what he wants them to do. It doesn't extract, but then they could turn around and that argument is there. Like, he was never a professional footballer. He had unfortunate injuries, I think, did he? But then got into youth coaching. But then that argument is there, isn't it? Like, he's coming out criticizing these players and then they'll probably turn around and go, you know, what have you achieved? And that's when you start to lose players, which I'm not saying has happened at all, but... There no, is a...
2: we're just debating this, right? Because we were debating yeah. it quite heavily on
1: Sunday. Exactly. With a, a skimful, but... um because it's, it's a valid concern, there, isn't it, mate? You know I feel like that can be something that could eventually happen if he keeps coming out criticizing the players, or if he loses faith in the players, or I don't know how it goes down at the training ground. And I'm not saying none of this probably happens at all, but you could just if, if the if the bus is going to unravel, I can see the reasons why it might go that right direction. If you know yeah, I mean. and then
2: even his interview on Sunday where he went, well, yeah, we'll go in tomorrow and we'll analyze it, we'll analyze the good stuff because we, we, we want to be positive. But I think there also needs to be an element of. I know you <laughs> analyze the whole game, right? But there needs to be—you need to pick that bit apart first, because the positive stuff is we are doing a lot of things right. But the, the, it, it's kind of outweighing itself in the sense of, well, yeah, it's great. It's so costly. Play, that's two-one. So I think, yeah, it's great that Joe's going to go in. The team are going to analyse the game, and say, look, this is what we've improved on. This is what we did really well. But mm. it's, you can't get away from him being disappointed and. Digging individual errors out because you, you, again we, we've gone through the goals, but you can't really account mm-hmm. for Saffit's not keeping that second one out. You can't really account for Coops not bringing O'Hare down in the build-up to that. You can't really mm-hmm. account for Tanganga slightly mistiming a tackle and a couple of players and letting them get to. Do you know what I mean? So yeah,
1: then it, there needs to be both sides to it. Hundred um, percent. I think we've covered a lot of that today. That this is why I wanted to do this today because I think it's uh, it's an interesting take from our two sides. Where I'm not against, I'm still fully back in Edwards, but it's it's them exploring them potential thoughts in my head where it's like, you know, and you're obviously very much the other way, where you're nailing your master the, you know, you're like, yeah, this is I'm very it. much <laughs> still <laughs> You're leader. very much still Joe Edwards, yeah, Champions League 2026, ain't you? I'm
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, you know what, if after a window this year, he gets a little bit of money, he brings in five, six players, and in December next year we're still struggling, you kind of then go, well look, he's been in yeah. the job for a while now, he's are his he's players, and that—that's kind of where I'm at with this. We have—we speak about it a lot. We talk about the players we've got in. We're typical Mill. One week, oh, actually, we've got a really good squad. Then we go, mm. actually, no, have we got a really good squad? So, I'm just trying to bring it all together and look at every individual element of all of this. Yep. And try not to isolate it too much to just results, which sounds mad because you have yep. to, certainly, in our position. But yeah, I'm just trying to look at a whole picture.
1: Yeah, both both sides from us there, definitely. I think think I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, If you've enjoyed this and you've listened to it on YouTube and you're watching it online and you want to get involved in the conversation, put comments below about what myself and Ben have said today. I think, you know, it sums up, I suppose, both sides of the argument, I feel like. I've tried to be the the ante to Joe's, uh, to Ben's positive about Joe Edwards, and I feel like we've covered that quite well, and any feedback on that is greatly appreciated. Be sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new. I want to read out a couple of tweets, because I put a couple of things out on Twitter, just to get some people's reviews. Um, I posed the question, you know, obviously, I put the numbers out there of prior to Edwards' arrival in the league table and the league form, and obviously, that was, to recap, obviously, us being you know around seven, I think it was what taste was 18th place in the league table we're now on the form table 19th since his arrival 6th of November um and a kind of a few reactions from people Harry Sims saying no doubt about you can see what he wants to do and doubt he will be and no doubt he'll be a top coach but right now we need some wins anything less than three points against Sheffield Wednesday then he has to go he says in my opinion depends how important stay in league is to Jimmy and co if they make a change um, another view from steve evans spent a, t- a period of time trying to polish a turd his naivety has gone against him in my view as he probably should have realized by now that our defenders can't do what he wants back to basis and get points on the board or stubbornness could be he's undoing like his predecessor um another one from ian uh this season is all about finishing as strong as possible ideally I'd putting clear the bottom three before the end of the season i don't think he can be properly judged until he has a summer window behind him recruiting must be better than it has been in the last few years um. Obviously, contrasting the opinions there, and I think that sums up a lot of. Belief, about
2: to right? that. I think mean, it sums up this debate, sums up mm. our chat from the weekend, and what we said here, and generally mm. where everyone is at the minute. There's all there's a lot of balanced views in there, and yeah, there's a lot of extreme ones on one side. i other. give him time, get rid of him after Saturday. So yeah, I think that yeah perfectly sums up, mate, <laughs> all the fans and our thoughts at the minute.
1: The world of being a football fan, you know? I think this is the beauty yeah. of it. Everyone's got their opinions and everyone's entitled yeah. to view with you because of social media. So that's what we're doing right here. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> nice one, Ben. Coming on, uh, mate. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Nice one. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and see you soon.
0: ta Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.